Hello, friends. This is Carrie White, and you are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Feels like everything is coming together and everything is falling apart all at the same time. There's so many answers that just lead to more and more questions and nothing seems to connect. And poor Esther. I know that her mind is reeling right now. It's so unfair when our heroes are not who we think they are. I don't know how to help her. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew had some big reveals. After leaving the estate of Paul St. George, who had been murdered by someone, and then after leaving Paul St. George's estate, the crew decided to look into the library at Rook and Bishop Street, hoping to find some answers and some answers is what they found specifically about esther's past and um morty black's past and what he had done with the mafia and how he had uh used lena the librarian whenever she had esther's ring to manipulate and erase pieces of javi's mystery and manipulate him and this whole tale of manipulation and deceit and trickery uh and quite frankly it left esther reeling with all this information and uh she tried to reveal this to javi to reawaken him to this part of him that has been manipulated and cut off for so long but javi does not want to hear it he does not want to believe these things about his best friend and so he went to a bar Esther followed after him, not willing to leave him. And in the middle of all this, Bill reawakened to the city, manifesting new martial arts elemental powers. Uh, But while Esther was uh, stalking Javi on the streets, uh, Faye was um, flying through the air, testing out Bill's new elemental mastery powers. And that is where we ended last episode. And I think this episode picks up after uh, you, or I should say, Faye and Bill have um, stopped messing around and pulled Esther out of the bar. Uh, And I think it starts with y'all, the three of you walking down the street. It is about dusk. Uh, The sidewalk is not too busy. The street is busy. But those cars just fly past you, not really paying any attention to the three of you. But as you're walking down this empty sidewalk next to a busy street, what do y'all do? You have many different leads, many different directions you could go in to find the answers to the questions that have been burning inside of you for so long. Which direction do you go? Is there an all of them option? Um, no. (laughs) Good, 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 good. What do we do now? I don't know. Do we want to talk in the street? Or uh, should we get somewhere before that lady with the gun shows up? Nobody's around paying attention. Hmm. We have many different leads. I don't know where we should start. Should we start at Paul St. George? Should we talk about the kids we haven't checked in on that situation in a really long time and I know that I bring it up a lot Bill what about your family um 
Javi's making the fake identification. Javi's in the bar. Or, or not making, sorry. Javi's tracking down the fake identification. And then we'll be able to hook him up with that. All I know is that we need to decide on something so something doesn't get blown up. <laughs> I really want to look for clues for the Rat Pack. I feel like it's connected to Pip too, and maybe we can do some research on how and why he's a gingerbread man, because at one point he was the music man. I don't know. Plus gingerbread lullaby, right? Or nursery rhyme and children and... I feel like there's maybe a connection there. Maybe I'm stretching. But, um... I don't, I don't know. I just, I worry about the kids. And I, I know that nobody else is going to be fighting for them. So we could do a photo montage. They can look into the kids. And y'all could do your own things. Okay. So go ahead and frame a scene of y'all splitting up to pursue separate things. <clears throat> Why don't I go and see what clues I can find on where we could start um, and check in with Woodard and Mohammed, who apparently is just a, another person who lives in my home constantly now. Um, and then check back in. Okay. Okay. And Faye takes off. Okay. Uh, and as you all go your separate ways, let's have a photo montage. We haven't done one in a while, in a couple of episodes, really. So, uh, let's look at the photo montage move and decide how you would like to spin this. You can give attention to one of your Logos themes. Uh, you could work the case and gain some clues. You could explore your mythos uh, and gain one clue and mark an attention in your mythos. You could prepare for your next activity. Uh, or you could recover from your last activity. But uh, what do y'all want to do? I'm going to do work the case. Um, and I am going, or Faye is going to go back to where it all began with the Rat Pack. And um, so Faye is going to call Muhammad and Woodard and meet them. Um, Woodard comes along because of course, but mainly it's Faye and Muhammad kind of working this case. I like how you preface this by saying, I want to do something <laughs> so that Faye can, you know, you know, to the listeners still look like they're married but then immediately when you start talking about your husband and his best friend you're like really I'm just here for the best friend uh, my husband's along for the ride that can be interpreted in so many ways <laughs> um but Muhammad was there on the first yeah finding so yes. okay. I want to go back to the place in the park where Faye first stumbled across the camp that they okay. set up Okay. Um, and I just kind of want to go there and like restart and either whether it's that there is a clue there or that me and Muhammad and Woodard sit around and kind of discuss and we gain some clues by going back to that space and remembering how it started and all of that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, Muhammad and Woodard return to the city park to that densely forested area in the middle of the city. And Faye, I think as you are entering into this place, yes, you haven't been here since the thing with the Rat Pack all started, but you also haven't been here since uh, Lisa. And I think just the proximity to this park, which is a portal to a much deeper realm of uh, mystical creatures and woodland creatures and beings. Um, I think Faye has some mixed emotions about returning to this place, but you do. You return to the original camp where Scott and X-Man and these, these kids were. Whenever you first encountered kids that wanted to be in the Rat Pack, uh, and some eventually were part of the Rat Pack, but you return to the spot, you see the little uh, sticks that were steepled together, much like Eeyore's hut from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, you see trash littered all over, um, and the weeds and grass have grown up in this area over the months and weeks that it's been since you've been here or since anybody has been here. Um, but you, you return to this place. What clues do you want? It's the toughest question you ever ask. 
Um, first, just narrative question, not a clue question. Uh-huh. But I had given Scott was the one who stayed. Yes, Scott was the one who stayed, and y'all saw him. <laughs> you saw him later when he jumped out of the shadows and cut Ren with a busted pop bottle, and then Ren knocked him out with his uh, concussive gun um, in the sewers. Uh, <laughs> yes, I that was the last time now. you saw Scott. Yes, um, I had given Scott my number. Mm. Right? Is that piece of paper that he like crumpled up and threw away? Is it still there? Like, are there any evidence of, like, their chip wrappers, that, or is all that flown away? No, there's definitely still trash and litter in this area. There are Big Belly burger wrappers. Um, There are old soda cans. There's no wind. (laughs) Well, this, once again, densely forested area. Um, okay. So what three clues do you have? I don't know. I will remind you, last time you did this investigating the Rat Pack thing, you, like, triangulated some areas um, and found out that there was a Big Belly Burger that was close to where Wonderland was. Um, I don't know if you remember that, or I don't know what the significance of that really was going to be, um, but you were trying to find, like, places they could have been, mm-hmm. um, and... Big Belly Burger. There was a Big Belly Burger. Big Belly Burger is basically just like the McDonald's of the city. It's right, everywhere right. in every, every street corner. Um, but there was one close to where the underground Wonderland was. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess first question slash clue um, in relation to that. In all of the litter and the trash um, that was left... So I'm going to look on the wrappers and everything and see if there was anything, you know, of course they obviously went to Belly Burger frequently. Is there a code? Is there a message um, about that specific one that was near the Wonderland and what would lead them to that Belly Burger? Mm, Okay, okay. So like something that would have led these kids to that big belly burger by the uh, Wonderland. Interesting. Okay, so you, Muhammad, and Woodard get there. You start rifling through the trash. Um, you said you were looking for that number. You do find it still crumpled up in the little Eeyore hut. Um, but while you're looking for that, you see... Um, I mean, it's not unusual to find, like, big belly burger trash everywhere, but you start looking at the receipts, and a lot of the receipts are from that specific location. Sorry, I get a little confused about the montage. So could like <clears throat> we go to Belly Burger or would that be something that I would like to do? No, you describe what you do and like okay. I'll give you I'll answer questions that you have. You have two more questions to ask me. Okay. Uh, a photo montage is just free flowing. It happens over an undetermined amount of time. Okay. So you just take control of the narrative and take yeah. us where you want to go. Well, um, I know we've, you know, thought about this Big Belly Burger before. I think we need to go there. Um, let's grab these receipts and bring them with us. I, I want to see if we order what they ordered, if something happens. Um, and she's like rifling through the receipts as they're talking. Yeah, sure. Uh, we can do that. Uh, just any of these receipts, Faye? All of the big belly burger ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she said. Muhammad starts picking it up. Woodard is also there helping. Um, darling, what do you hope to accomplish with these receipts exactly? I truly have no idea. Um, they've got to be somewhere. They didn't just disappear. I know some of them, the ones that were taken from the apartment, went back to their homes. But the Rat Pack didn't end. They wouldn't just disband them. There would be children everywhere. So somewhere, there was still the Rat Pack. And if I was a kid looking for it, I don't know, maybe if I follow the same path, I can stumble across it. Well, we're... We're here to help you, Faye. Thanks. And she, like, smirks and nudges him. And then we cut from that scene to... Big Belly Burger. Okay. The Big Belly Burger 
that is so close to the Wonderland entrance, or one of the Wonderland entrances. Um, but you walk in, you see a kind of a, it's set up to look like a 50s dine, diner with the uh, red and white tiles on the wall. Um, there's, you know, the shakes. There's like a little um, bar that you can sidle up to on the stools and there's booths. It's very 50s diner, um, but kids love it because the food's good and it's cheap. Everybody loves Big Belly Burger. So as you walk in, um, you see it's not super busy. Um, I would assume it's the middle of the night. Uh, so apparently this Big Belly Burger is now 24 hours. Um, but why not? But you walk into the dining room and there's not a whole lot of people here. Just, in fact, maybe just one that's in the corner kind of sleeping uh, with a half empty shake in front of them and uh just bundled up into the corner probably just sleeping there because they have nowhere else to go um and then there is uh the clerk and maybe a cook in the back seems to be a slow night but the three of you walk in uh are you disguised in any way yeah always um just for ease of narrative i'll say that they have their set disguises anytime they go into somewhere public they you know either put on a hat or um like leslie will pull her hair up and um leslie you mean Faye? Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Faye will um like pull up her hair and put on a hat um and okay people don't tend to suspect much um for it being robin hood i almost said red robin for it being robin hood um Faye is going to look at woodard nod to the person in the back corner um and it's almost like an instant exchange of Woodard reaches in and just places something on the table um, for the person, places money on the table for them when they wake up. Um, and then they go up to the counter and she's got, or she had memorized the receipts on the way. Um, and she noticed that there was a very specific order of burger with cheese and tomatoes medium fries and a large sprite and coke mixed together okay Um, and so she places that order okay places that order um i uh, I haven't had this order in a in a while (laughs) um and he hands an order through and cook nods and starts to get to work and while uh, your clerk is making the shake mixed in with the coke, um, what do you do? Are you are you spending a clue mm-hmm. to to ask a question, or are you spending a clue to like establish this fiction that there is a specific order that all the Rat Pack kids ordered for like a speakeasy kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so I didn't say shake and coke. I said sprite and coke. Yeah, oh, I was sprite really confused by the shake thing. I was like, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, well, I heard shake and coke. Sprite and coke sounds absolutely sprite, bonkers. Sprite right, coke. but that's what. Okay, so that's he, he makes that. Uh, and he. What kids do you know that order that? The kids from New Girl that, like, mix all the flavors together and then they make Nick drink it when Nick's chaperoning <laughs> in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> Accurate. Thank you. So he slides this order uh, across the uh, the bar to you. That's a that's a pretty uh, specific order. Um, is there is there a reason you got it? Is there like a thing, an in, in, an internet challenge or something? A friend of mine asked me to get it. Oh, okay, okay. I tell you what, I had kids coming in all hours of the night asking for that. Mm. Just the same thing. Sprite and Coke? Blah. Who drinks that? That's crazy. I know. Crazy kids. What? Where did these kids go once they got the... I don't know. They just kind of hung out here. I, I, I didn't ask them any questions, but they just... They, they came here almost every night. And then, uh... About three months ago, it just... Stopped. Sure. Was, I mean, obviously, if kids were in here every night, like, maybe your manager or something saw? Did any... I am the manager. 
oh, of course. And she, like, suddenly notices, like, the slightly nicer t-shirt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I am so sorry. You know, middle of the night. I'm I'm a mess. Um, so, I mean, did you hang out with them? Or did any adults come and hang out with these kids? What the kind of night? adult hangs out with kids? That is the question. She whispers to herself. Um, yeah, I... I, so they just came in in the middle of the night on their own. Oh yeah, there are no parents. Did they go anywhere afterwards? Like, did you see which way they went? Did they like... Yeah, they... He points like around the, the corner of the building. They just... Once they order their food, they're down the sidewalk and throw their brown hoods up and walked off. They looks back at the cook. Um, is the cook listening? He has headphones in. And he is just, like, scrubbing the grill and just whistling some tune. Cool. And Guy in the back is still asleep? Still asleep. Okay. Um, Faye moves closer to the counter and gets really close to the manager guy. Oh, hey, how you doing? Here's the thing. I need to know about those kids, and I need to know why you recognize this order and what happened to them. So you're going to tell me, or very bad things are going to happen. So I'm going to need you to give me a little bit more information. Oh, God. Is, is this a stick-up? I've been doing this shift for two years, and I've, I've I've never been robbed before. Here, you can take whatever money you want. I don't want your money. You're either an idiot or you're acting like an idiot. Why did these kids come and get this order? I, I have no idea. They would just come in every night. Just a dozen of them sometimes just order this food and, and eat it. And and sometimes kids would come here and order it. And then those other kids would show up and they would leave together. I, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I just thought it was some some something cool that the kids were doing. And then what? And what do you mean? They ate and then they left. And you never thought there was anything weird. Nobody helped them. Nobody gave them a note. They all ordered this very odd meal. I really didn't have anything else to add. They just left. Yeah, well, maybe you should work on your managing skills. And she storms out. Storms out. Uh, Woodard pays for your food and says, Hey, buddy, uh, you'll, you'll get that. Don't worry about it. Muhammad says, hey, I love the fries. And then he walks out. And uh, that dude, the camera just kind of lingers on that nighttime manager for a while. And he turns and looks in the porthole and he says, Ricky, you you think I'm a good manager, right? And Ricky keeps whistling, not hearing what the manager said. All right, good talking with you, bud. And then we cut from that scene. Where are you going? Last clue. Would I know um, where any of the of the three boys that got sent back home would I know where any of them lived um Johnny was one that we rescued Johnny was one that you rescued you never went to X-Man's house god what are the name of these kids that you were housing for weeks you had X-Man you had Johnny and you had Luke Johnny was one that y'all went and visited right because y'all met Johnny's mother the original he yes. was the one that we got from the party. That's right, because he was one that remembered. Mm-hmm. And then y'all went to his house to see what he remembered. His nose started bleeding, and y'all left. He remembered Alex. Okay, he remembered Alex. And then, yeah, because they said, like, he could feel like they all said Alex, because they are all going after Alex. Uh, and then that night, Johnny was kidnapped and brought to that place and you ran in there and got him and then ran out while Ren like did a huge right. noise thing to distract everybody right um okay so yes you do know where Johnny lives is that apartment again it is that apartment okay um is there an outdoor window of course there is to Johnny's room specifically yeah, of course there is Thank it's right on the fire escape um okay so Johnny would know Woodard and Muhammad because they helped babysit many times. I'm sure they did. (laughs) These dudes are superheroes that are doing their own superhero things, but Faye convinces them to babysit quite often. Yes. Yeah. Faye has great powers. Um, So Faye goes up, peeks into the window. Is Johnny in there alone? Yep. Okay. She like taps on the window. 
He does not stir at first. I think you tap a few more times. He kind of stirs and looks sleepily at the window and sees you crouching there in his window on the fire escape. Um, she, like, motions for him to lift up the window. <clears throat> he runs over and unlatches the window and lifts it up. Miss Carver, what are you doing here? Hey, Johnny, I, I wanted to check in. Are you okay? Yeah, I... Where have you been? Well, I had to go into hiding, buddy, because somebody made up some lies about me. Oh, yeah, well... I, those policemen came and got... X-Men and me and the other guy and... Brought us... Took us... And, and then I'm back living here. Uh, uh, Mom and Dad said you done bad things. I know, buddy. Somebody... Somebody's lying and not telling the truth and I promise I didn't... And she, like, stutters over I didn't hurt anyone Mm. and takes it back and says trying to fight a good fight. I'm on your side. I know, miss. I know, miss Woodard. You, you did good. I'm not Miss Woodard. Oh, Miss Woodard, Woodard is your husband. <laughs> what is your name? Faye Carver. Carver. I know, Miss Carver. You're, you're a good person. You and Miss Black. Thanks, no, buddy. No, he's lying. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to keep this visit short because I don't, I don't want to get caught. Um, but have you heard anything more about the Rat Pack? Has anybody reached out to you? No, no, I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't even seen X Men since I've been here. Sure. Um, have you talked to any of the other guys? No. You haven't heard any music or anything recently. Mm-mm. Does his nose bleed at all? No. Hey, bud, why did you ever go to Big Belly Burger over on by Wonderland? Oh, yeah. Uh, we would go there all the time. It was kind of like a little uh, meet-up place for us to, you know, get get some food before we went out and did whatever the, the music man wanted us to do. And, and sometimes uh, other kids would show up there and we'd take them with us back to Wonderland. Is there any reason that y'all ordered the Sprite and Coke together? It tastes good. I know, buddy. It's very good. You hear Mohammed like muttering to Woodard up above. I don't think it tastes like it. Mohammed, shh. Did anybody tell you you had to order it that way? Uh, um, the music man. Sure. Is that how he would come and get y'all from? That's how the uh, other other kids would come and get us. The other kids. Well, those of us. Yeah, the, that was how, like, the Rat Pack would, if somebody was running away, they would go to that Big Belly Burger and they would order that, that food, that order. And somebody would come pick them up. Yeah. But y- usually it was because we were already there, and when somebody ordered that, we knew. I mean, it was really kind of superfluous anyway, because... I'm using big words if I can say superfluous. <laughs> I was just like, I don't think he would say that. I'm very well educated. Um, uh, but it was kind of silly to do that anyways because, I mean, usually we were already there and when a kid walked in, we pretty much knew why they were there. Okay, sure. Is there anywhere else y'all would ever hang out besides that Big Belly Burger or um, this sewer wonderland area wonderland had everything we needed uh, snacks gyms places to just hang out and have fun the only reason we went to big pelly burgers so we could get a, a real meal and hopefully recruit some new kids sure um did you ever hear any mention of any other headquarters or hangout or anything else no Okay, bud. Well, thanks. Thanks for talking. I miss you. Uh, I miss you too, Miss Carver. Um, my dad and mom are uh, being better now. 
Good. You're okay. And not hurting you? No. Okay. That ever changes. I'll find you. Alright. I trust you. And she, like, taps his hand that's leaning on the windowsill. Okay. I'll check in again, bud. And then she turns to Wooded and Muhammad. Also, Wooded and Muhammad say hi. Oh, hey, guys. Ah, oh, hey. Hello, uh, John. How are you? <laughs> Faye looks at Woodard. It's John, right? Johnny. John. Hello, Johnny. <laughs> I like that you just did three voices like that. <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 And they sneak off. And as they're going back home, Faye is talking to Woodard. Could you at least try to be, like, just a little more friendly with the kids who have been abused growing up? I disrupt. Guilty establishments, expose corrupt businessmen, donate basically all of my money to charity, run a pro bono lawyer farm. Can you please accept the fact that my one flaw is that I'm weird around kids? But I'm not, so I need you. And that's why you complete me. And he gives you those big doe eyes. And Mohammed, unseen to you, Mohammed's like over your shoulder, giving him like a big uh, okay sign. Like, you got her, buddy. Well, you keep me in check. And she like puts her head on his shoulder and like wraps her arm through his arm. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the city it. you just feel Esther <laughs> roll her eyes. You can just was, feel it in the air. I was just about to say as we have that sweet scene, do we like cut to Esther yes. rolling her eyes Absolutely. to start her photo montage? Hello friends and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 78 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White. And welcome to the new year. We all talk like this in 2021. Right? Or is it just me? Anyways, welcome to 2021. I hope that 2021 will be a better year than 2020, and I hope that you are taking steps to make it good for you. You know, whatever you want to call them, goals, resolutions, things you want to do this year, I hope that you have some. Pick it out for you. That will make you a better person and make your year better than it was last year. And you know what? If you mess up, if you do something that doesn't line up with your goals or what you expected this year to be like, don't worry about it because you have a whole year to make this year a good one. And I hope that you do make this year a good one. And I hope that I don't want to presume too much of our show, but I hope that Misconceptions does our part in making your year better this year. And speaking of misconceptions, we have some changes going into 2021. Namely, we are not going to be releasing every other week like we were before. Instead, we are going to release on the first and third Mondays of each month. Now, the reason we're making this change is because with our old release schedule, sometimes Uh, An episode of Misconceptions would need to go up on the same day as an episode of Sins of the Father, and that was kind of hectic for me. It was kind of hectic making sure we had all our social media posts ready to go, we had our preview clips ready, we had episode titles and synopsis, and everything was ready to go, and ah, and it was just a lot. 
So we are now going to go to first and third Monday for Misconceptions, and Sins of the Father will release on the second and fourth Mondays of each month. So be aware of that going forward. I think this will be a good change, if for nothing else, just for me and for my time management. And along with these changes for 2021 for misconceptions, I want this year to be a great year for misconceptions. I want new listeners to come to the show, but even more than that, I want uh, to bring in new fans of this wonderful game that we play. I want to shed the light on City of Mist to people that might not already know about it. And the best way for you to do that without spending any money, is to share us on your social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Are there any other social media platforms I'm not thinking of? LinkedIn. Mm, I don't know. I don't even have an Instagram. But anyways, share us on your social media sites to uh, you know let people know about the show that might not already know about it. You could be putting in work like Snyder's Return over on Twitter. Uh, Snyder's Return is sharing us every opportunity they have. Anytime somebody asks for podcast recommendations or RPG recommendations or anything like that, they are sharing us uh, to whoever is making themselves available. That little thing is going a long way to bringing in new listeners to Misconceptions. And, you know, uh, Snyder's Return took it even a little step further because on January 7th, they have offered to run an episode of Misconceptions in place of one of their episodes. I'm just very thankful to Snyder's Return, and you should definitely go check out Snyder's Return uh, on Twitter. Find their RSS feed, support them, because they are doing awesome work in reaching out to the community of uh, tabletop RPGs and actual plays, and uh, I really appreciate the work they're doing, not just in raising awareness about misconceptions, but raising awareness about multiple different shows that I had never heard of. Uh, and I say all that to say, please just share us on social media, uh, share us with whoever will listen. And you know, we also have a Patreon, uh, and as is the life cycle of Patreon, we have lost some of our patrons. We appreciate the support of all of our patrons, uh, current and past, uh, and we appreciate the uh, the money that they give us every month to keep making this show and to make it better. Uh, but because some people have left, we've fallen below our $400 a month goal. And at that $400 a month goal, I was able to pay my friends uh, for the work we do here at Misconceptions. And even though we've dropped below that $400 a month goal, I'm going to keep paying my friends for as long as I can, uh, you know, until we hit zero in the old Misconceptions bank account. But I would like to continue paying them long term. Uh, so we are currently below $400 a month. And I would like for us to get back to $400 a month. And if you are someone who is thinking about giving to us monetarily, first of all, thank you so much. But also, I would recommend the $5 a month uh, pledge level because at this level, it's affordable. It's not going to break your bank. And you get access to the SideQuest series. And what SideQuest is, is it is me and other people on the Misconceptions Podcast Network and people outside of the Misconceptions Podcast Network playing different games, uh, different systems, different characters, different stories, different genres of stories. We have a lot of great content over at the SideQuest uh, feed. And if you give $5 a month, you are able to listen to our side quest series. You can listen to us play a Halloween adventure in the Tales from the uh, Tales from the Loop system. You can listen to us play a Wild Wild West adventure in the Quest RPG, and you can listen to us this month play a Pokemon themed adventure using the D and D Fifth Edition rules uh, with some very special guests. Uh, but I won't say too much about that yet. Um, but if you want to support us monetarily, please click the link below. Give whatever amount you can. We appreciate the support of our patrons so much. 
They make it able for me to pay my friends for the work we do. Uh, we can afford the RSS hosting fees. We can afford the awesome sound effects that we're able to put into our shows. So patrons, thank you so much for the sacrifice that you give every month so that we can continue to make this show awesome. And I would just love it if we could get back to $400 a month so I can uh, sustainably pay my friends for the show that we create. Uh, Now, that was a lot of rambling for me, a lot of show business. Welcome to 2021. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening to Misconceptions. Let's get back to that episode. Yes, she is. So, where do we find Esther? Where is that on the photo montage? Existential (laughs) crisis. Uh, Oh, here it is. Have an existential crisis. Uh, Explain what what part of your existence is in question and how you deal with it. So, (laughs) this whole, like, my dad is the worst human ever um, is really making me question this whole, like, daddy's girl Mm -hmm. crap. Mm -hmm. Um... So she considers going back to the library, but that's not really what she's looking for because she feels like Lena is just as bad. Um, so she's like trying to figure out like what her home base is now. Like her yeah. life home base, I get like yeah, because you don't you don't have your apartment, right. you don't have the bar. Which which one of those options do you want to do? I want to have an existential crisis. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, I I don't know. I was thinking either work the case or explore my mythos. I just don't know. Would you recover from your last activity? <clears throat> Or prepare from your last activity. There's no, there's nope. no recovering for Esther. <laughs> um, okay. She doesn't ever recover from her wounds. Like that's overrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so no. Uh, I guess I'm maybe trying to work the case, but I'm just trying to figure out exactly what the case is that Esther's working at this point. I know it's annoying, and I'm just all well, over the place. But like, well, what, what would you be looking into? Like, what mystery, what question do you want answers to? I guess just, like, ultimately, like, what is this future of the city that we're trying to avoid? Like, what is it that I'm supposed to be fighting against? Because there's this whole thing about, like, the future of the city, and and there was the whole thing with Rin, and then my father's talking about this future of the city, and I'm like, what is this future that's so much worse than what we're already in? Mm, Interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. Um... No, that is an important question because the future has popped up quite a bit. And so, like, I want to, I want an idea of what that is, so I know that I know what I'm fighting against. Because at this point, I don't know what I'm fighting. Okay, okay. Let's see. What are we gonna do? Um, so, I mean, where do I go for that? We don't yeah, have. That's wait, a lot. we do have the supercomputer. You cannot access it. Last uh, session, you tried to push in the buttons on the soda machine to get down there, and it did not respond. Um, you have your father's black notebook. You have the letter he left you. So Um, I am going to, okay, so I'm going to go back to, because the only home base that I have is the, the warehouse at this point. So I'm going to go back to the warehouse. I am going to set up a office area for myself, like a desk and just like my own space because I need my own space at this point Mm -hmm. and I am going to pull out the book Mm -hmm. and pull out the letter and I'm looking for keywords some language that maybe gives me any clues to what this future is what this monster like is it Mm -hmm. um, is it some kind of monster human team 
that I'm fighting against or is it like we don't want the city to end up mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. okay um yeah so I'm trying to see if anything makes new sense in the black book now that I have this letter yes definitely now that you have more information to go on this Morty's black book that was left to you in his office is dense with information and much of it is written in his shorthand shorthand that even though you love your father and were trained by him you don't really know how to read it um so it's just hard figuring out um what's going on and but now that you have this new information and how you can see how he was looking at the city uh some pieces start to click in a place so esther i would like for you to give me a question that you would like an answer to and i know you've, you've kind of said a few things but give me a help me focus how i need to answer your question is there a particular um group that is like referred to throughout as the enemy um the cabal um so i'm but i mean you you would know that already that you had been brought up to destroy the cabal so Um, is there anything that gives way to what the what it is that the cabal stands for or what they what their goal is okay okay um you start looking cross-referencing things really pouring over your father's notebook as if for the first time um and asking what the cabal wants to do um you you see numerous references that your father made to the cabal um and i think you see uh somewhere mentioned or by piecing it together the information you get is that the cabal wants to disrupt life as normal in the city or they want to disrupt how life is perceived as normal in the city so they want to they want to they disrupt want to reveal the mist or what is behind the mist. They want to disrupt how life is perceived as normal in the city. So they want to disrupt the mist. Mm-hmm. So I get how many questions? Three? You got two more. Sorry, I was burping as I was saying it. <laughs> tumor. That's how I that's how I burp. I burp as Arnold Schwarzenegger saying tumor. Tuma! <laughs> Do I know who the leader of the Cabal is? Very interesting question. Do I know who the leader of the Cabal is? You find um, a design in the back of the book. Um, Almost, it. I don't want to say pentagram because I don't want to put, uh, like, say that your your father believed in demonology or anything like that. But you see this this hieroglyphic or graphic or however you want to describe it a glyph of some sort with all these intricate shapes and designs and linking lines and you never understood what this was before um but as you're looking at it um you see a golden flamingo and all of a sudden it clicks that golden flamingo represents jeremiah you see a um, alchemist flask with a monster face inside of it. And it suddenly clicks. That's Dr. Jacoby. You see a flute with some tunes coming out of it. That must represent Pip Hamill. You see a fourth uh, circle with um a horn like a viking-esque horn that they would drink mead out of you have no idea what that means but in the middle or no 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 
And then there is a fifth circle with a demon face. And you know that to be the wizard, Linda. But all of these lines connect to a central glyph. And on that central glyph is a design that looks like a crown with a spear through it. Or if you turn the book upside down, it looks like some sort of bird of prey in flight. And you have seen this before because it has been referenced in your father's journal before. It was on the drugs that first night when y'all came together. You have seen it before, but it is this design that keeps popping up. Um, But all of these lines, Linda's line, Jeremiah's line, Dr. Jacoby's line, uh, Pip Hamill's line, and this mysterious fifth line that you do not know who that connects to yet are all connected to this middle central figure. And you see written beside it, it says, who is supplying the money? That is the answer to your question. So Another question. So it's Paul St. George. But is that, so that's my third question, but I guess I <laughs> is, is this Paul St. George? <sighs> is a middle figure Paul St. George? Um, I'm or trying to is think. There, <clears throat> is there a way to like track if maybe that, because I know that he had all this money that we don't fully understand why it was going where it was going, that kind of thing. So, like, how do I, how can I get there? If you, if you have the receipts and things that Bill and Wren took from Paul St. George's office. Which I assume are here in the warehouse. Sure. Uh, y'all did come back here, so P- Bill could have very easily left him here. So, you start spilling over these receipts going over it all night you we see you looking up things on your phone addresses businesses looking for any sort of connection none of these businesses that are listed on these receipts are connected to jeremiah or to linda or to pip or to um whoever that other person is or to piotr jacoby um and the viking horn is the one that they all connect to no this symbol I put on the table right here is the symbol they all, connect, they all to. connect to. Which is a bird of prey. But the Viking horn is another one that I don't know. Yes. Yes. Um, so the prey in flight isn't the fifth chair, it's the sixth thing. It's a sixth person. That we didn't know existed. That you did not know existed. Um, Esther got confused. That's fine. Uh, it was a lot. Um, but to go back to your question, is it Paul St. George? You're looking over the receipts and the payments and who they were going to. None of those businesses have any connections to the cabal. No, Paul St. George is not the bird in flight, crown, spiky Florida Lee, whatever you want to call it. That's my three questions. That is your three questions. And as you're looking over the receipts and shuffling them and going over them? I So when I get to the end and I realize that it's not Paul St. George, I slam the receipts down on the desk. Ugh! Will there never be answers? And we transition from Esther to Bill. Bill is in the, in the corner of the warehouse, chilling. And he's like, all right, well, that's my cue to leave. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I think, so I guess um, as we broke apart, we broke apart probably outside of the bar walking, right? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Bill kind of just like stops and they keep going and he walks back to the bar (laughs) to go find Javi. Okay. Uh, I'll be focusing on family man uh, making sure they're like taken care of and protected okay so you want to give attention to one of your logos themes yes okay so i go in and uh find do i find javi in the bar is he still there chilling? oh yeah he's still there he's not going anywhere yet i, I go sit next to him i order a water <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here hey javi um Need to get, uh, need to take care of the family, you know? So, 
was wondering if you had the the identification stuff for me yet. Yeah, I got a guy who's working on it right now. Uh, he'll uh, should be ready for you in the morning. All right. Uh, what? Uh, where do I find him? Or is he going to bring you to Hazard? How does that work? There's a drop-off spot on Pine and Cypress, underneath the mill. You know, it'll probably be taped there in the morning. Yellow envelope. All right. Thanks. You uh, enjoy yourself. And try not to kill yourself. Yeah. And then Bill just kind of like and gets up, leaves like a dollar for the water, and walks off. Mm. Do you do you return to the motel where your family's at? Yeah. Okay. It's the when you get there, it is very very late at night, like two three a.m. Um. So as you enter, uh, I think there are two beds. You see your son sprawled out like a five-star splash in one bed that is his. Um, and you see your wife sleeping in the bed that you two uh, share in this motel. So I just go um, just go lay down and set an alarm for like 6.30 or so. Yeah. And as you set your alarm, I think you feel a... And you like roll over onto your back, you feel a hand on your chest. And your wife says, Where have you been? trying to take care of some stuff so we can uh, so we can be together and not have to worry about the city crumbling around us we talk in the morning I was worried when you didn't come back I know I, I just the, the more that I'm with you right now the more uh, the more danger I'm putting you in so we're gonna we'll figure it out, okay? Alright, honey. I just all the the stuff you told me about Jeremiah and Jesse and all of that. I'm just I don't want you to get in over your head again. Well, I'm afraid uh we might already be there but uh, we'll get out there we always get out I think she um, curls up into your arm and she rests uh, her head on your chest she says be strong out there Bill be safe alright I will let's get some rest I think you two uh, fall asleep in each other's arms and the camera zooms out. End of episode. Jerk. Just kidding. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We'll be back with our next episode on January 18th. If you have a Facebook and or a Twitter, you can find us on both of those social media platforms to get up-to-date information about the show and behind-the-scenes pictures. We also have an email, mistconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. You can also click the link in our you can also click the link in our show notes to join our Discord so that you can talk to us directly and also talk to fans of the show. Our show is wholly supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of fans, please click the link below. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. That's it for this week. Welcome to 2021. I hope that your year is starting out awesome, and I hope that you keep it nerdy, y'all.